I am so excited that we have a special guest today on our podcast, Cherie Michelle, who is the CEO of Sudden Success Business Solutions. It's a woman-owned company that has developed a reputation for helping thousands of qualified business owners and individuals grow their businesses into successful enterprises. She is an amazing woman, and her main purpose is to empower families with financial education by bridging the gap between the wealthy and the average working family. She has over 15 years of experience in the business. She's an expert in leadership, real estate, financial education, business development, virtual staffing, and management. Her passion to assist the community is ingrained with the hopes of helping families build wealth. She also enjoys helping others gain the necessary education and success they strive to achieve. It has been a pleasure to have her on this episode, and I'm so excited for you guys to meet her and hear what she has to say. One of the things that stands out the most to me is a quote, we have to be honest to create change. Acting like there is no problem doesn't make it go away. In the case of financial education, it's only making it worse. Cherie, I'm so excited for her to be here, and I look forward to this episode. I hope you enjoy the time that we have talking about financial education. Hello, and welcome to Starting a Business Simplified. I'm Susie Raines, your host, and I look forward to helping you simplify starting a new business. Hi, Cherie. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so happy that you're here. Even happier that I'm here. Thank you for having me. One of the things that you, that you have said and that it, and that's on your website that totally stands out to me, and I'm going to I'm going to read it out because it, it made a huge impact on me. And I would love for you to share more about what you do and who you serve. Um, but the comment that we have to be honest to create change, acting like there's no problem doesn't make it go away. I love all of that. In the case of financial education, it only makes it worse. I feel like I just dropped the mic. Like that that whole <laughs> statement to me means so much. And for our listeners, we are going to dive into all of that and what it means. But first of all, um, can you just share a little bit about you? What brought you to your business and, and desire to do what you do? Absolutely. So I am Sheree Michelle. I am CEO and founder of Sudden Success Business Solutions. And I ha I'm one of those natural born entrepreneurs. So I was going to be in a business of some sort because it's just in my spirit. <laughs> some of us are born and some of us are made, right? And so this sudden success is accumulation, honestly, of my mistakes and my learning, my learning um, throughout the years of being an entrepreneur. So every time that I fell flat on my face and then I got back up and I learned something new and something better, I offered it as a service to my clients because I'm sure there's other people who are falling flat on their face and they just want to know how to get up and dust themselves off. So that's really the, honestly, the reason why I do what I do. I love that. And I, for my listeners who follow my podcast, that's not the first time that we've heard mistakes and 
not doing things right. And it's like a common theme with, with starting a business. I love that you say that. And I love that you embrace it. And for the listeners out there, it's going to happen. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> I, I, I tell people that it, entrepreneurship should be on the mental illness list. <laughs> you know what? That's I, yeah. Yeah. We just have to take a minute and, and absorb that because you have to be a little bit off <laughs> to do what we do. Yes, and so it, for, for our listeners um, as a business owner, what, what is some of what, what's one of the challenges that you've had You've had mistakes, you've you've learned, you've grown. What's one that stands out to you that you can just say, hey, expect it, <laughs> pretty much? So that statement, um, that statement actually is one of the biggest challenges that a lot of businesses have. And I am a person of color, so that affects the population of people in color a little bit more than it does others. So I will speak upon that. Um, financial education and financial support as far as growing your business is going to be the most challenging thing. Um, learning how to build business credit, learning how to use that business credit, learning how to put your books together so that you're spending money effectively, getting investors, getting grants, all of that stuff a lot of businesses go out of business because they run out of money, not because they don't have a good product, not because they don't have good service or customer service. It's because they run out of money. And that's, that's the, that's what every day. Um, a lot of, a lot of business owners spend a lot of time trying to find the money to keep their doors open, whether yeah. it's a virtual business or whether it's brick and mortar. So the sooner that you learn how to navigate the financial part of your business, I honestly think the more successful it's going to be. Yeah, I, you know what? I support that 1000%. I agree. Um, one of the things that I teach on is budgeting and, and how to pay yourself and how to set, you know, all of the things, setting aside money for taxes for your expenses, for yourself, for your profit, like it's a whole thing. And the, when I went through business school and I had to take all these accounting classes, I understood once I did why they made us do that. I was like, a business is basically just finances. <laughs> you know, the idea is all great and everything, but without the finances, the foundation and managing that, the idea goes away. You can't Absolutely. support it. Absolutely love that. What it, what it, what are some things that you advise and tips that you give to a new a new person that's listening? Maybe they're like, "Oh, I want to start a business," but they have no idea like what they're getting into financially, or if they they have a small budget, they're like, "But I don't know where to spend my money or what's important." What are some things that you could share to help people out? Oh my gosh, there's so much. How much time do we have? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let, let's let's think about this logically. If you are thinking, if I was to be a brand new business, um, number one, I definitely recommend having mentors. However, when you are starting out, mentorship can be found everywhere. 
So you don't necessarily have to find a guru and give them a million dollars to mentor you. Um, you can go to YouTube University. The wonderful thing about content constantly being dropped is that if you take two or three major influencers and you piecemeal their information together, you're more than likely going to get a solid answer for the problems that you're having. So I definitely recommend finding two, maybe three people on YouTube, books, and really honing in on that, um, which is the specific problem in your business. So pick a problem because you're going to have them um, and find a mentor that can help you with that. And once you succeed in that, then you should have more, um, more capital available to move to the next step. So that's definitely number one. Mentorship can be found everywhere. Number two, network is everything. You want to have a network. You want to have buddies who are on your level in business. So if someone's starting a business, someone thinking about starting a business, if you're at that level, have a buddy that's at the same level. Because when you trip, fall, and bust your face, you're <laughs> going to want to vent to somebody. <laughs> yes, yes. And it's not an if, it's a win. I tell people all the time that you are not officially in business until your business has you in a corner somewhere in the fetal position crying your eyes out. That's when you are officially. <laughs> you are now a business owner. <laughs> that is the that is the crossing of the sands. That is the jumping the broom into entrepreneurship. So you want to have that person or those people that you can, if you're having a bad day, you can vent to. Therapy is also something I highly recommend. Um, a lot of people don't think of, they think about the money aspect of, of joining a business, like the retirement and the free time and not answering to a boss, but they don't think about what they have to give up in order for that to happen. And it's several years of your life, honestly. Um, nobody starts a business and then instantly has free time. So be ready to commit to your business. Make the decision that no matter what's going on, you are going to commit to your business. And I'm not telling you something that I have not done myself. I have 100% committed to my business since 2019. Um, and then have someone that is above you in business. So if you're just starting out, find somebody who's hit the $10,000 mark in their company and they'll be able to guide you to the next step or they'll be able to tell you things that happen at that level so that you can get up. They'll be able to give you tricks to the trade. They'll be able to warn you about what's coming up next because no matter what business it is, more than likely you're going through the same cycle as everybody else. Yeah. All businesses look the same in the background. I love that. I love that you said that. It's so incredibly true. And it is levels. So when people are like, level <laughs> up, it's like, yeah, you really are going to level up. You know, it's, you're starting. And those of you listening, you're probably in a place where you're at that very beginning. Um, I'm frantically writing little notes. I want to make sure that everything gets in the show notes. These are such key things that every person starting out should be doing. And take Cherie's advice. <laughs> I'm going to put it in the show notes. Just I'm going to repeat it. Follow these things. Because 
me as a business owner, I'm a baby. I mean, my business, I launched it in March, less than a year, but I'm doing these things. So you're confirming to me that I'm on the right track, which is good. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Every business looks the same behind the scenes. So no matter whether you are brick and mortar, no matter where you're doing coaching or you're selling Coca-Cola tops, they're all the same <laughs> in the back of house. And then learn to find money as quickly as possible. And whatever that looks like to you, if you want to be a grant, if you want to get grants, go find a class on grant writing. If you want to get government contracts, focus on how to do that successfully. The name of the game to make sure that your company is successful is learn how to get to money and other people's money is is exactly what money you want, okay? Um, and learn about business credit and start setting your company up for the success on that as quickly as possible. If you don't plan on actually starting your business for six months to a year, now is the time to start building your business credit. I love that. What What are some steps that, that you need to go through to start with business credit? Because that's something that I'm not familiar with. Cool. So- I love this topic. So um, a lot of people don't know that when you start an LLC or an, a corporation, that tip, that's basically saying that your business is a separate person. So just like fraternal twins, you're one person and your business is your twin. Y'all have different socials. You have different bank accounts. You have different responsibilities. So one of the tricks that I tell my clients about, and I'm going to share with your listeners, is build your business credit. Because then if you decide that you want to use your personal credit to fund your business, which a lot of people do, then you can also not only get funding from your personal credit, but you can get funding from your business credit and get more money. Uh, step one to doing that is getting an LLC. Or an S-Corp if you have multiple, if you're ready for that step. I typically tell new business owners to do the LLC because it's a lot less requirements with an LLC than a corporation. Um, you don't have to have a board of directors. You don't have to keep minutes. Um, so an LLC is a great way to not only separate liability, which is in the case of being sued, but also to um, go ahead and get that business credit established. So if you're saying, hey, I'm not ready to start my business yet, I'll be ready, let's say tax time, because it's that time. People get their tax returns and they start businesses. Go ahead, get your LLC now so that it can start to age because most companies will not accept you as far as starting to build business credit until your company is 90 days old. So if you're looking for your tax return, those normally happen around March or April. You'll be right at the 90 day mark if you start in January. And I'm sure um, it'll probably be later than January when you guys hear this. But now is the time to get started. The point is now. Now yeah. is the word. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm thinking of all of those because I've had this question come up with my clients and with other people starting out. Well, I'm going to wait to do my LLC until later. I'm just going to do a, a sole proprietorship. What you're saying is if you do that, then you're going to have to wait even longer because you're a baby then. Like baby LLC 
has to have that longevity. So even if you're a sole proprietor for a year or two years or whatever it is that you've established that, when you do your LLC, it's like starting from brand new, your brand new baby born. Like they don't see all of that history that you've had. Does that make, is that right? Am I following that right? Absolutely. And a lot of the bigger companies that give the 30, 40, 50, $100,000 business loans, they want you to be two years or older. So, and that's when your bank account is open for that LLC. That's not even when the LLC starts. So you get your LLC and then you go open the bank account. And that's the official day that most companies count as your first day opening business. And a lot of people don't know that. Yeah, that's a that's a really good um good tip because again it's what we think is going on but what actually is true. <laughs> so when you start a business you like have all these thoughts you're like well I sat down I have a website and I have a domain you're not a business yet. <laughs> no. You're you have online presence but and you have very minor online presence at that like unless somebody can google you and you show up on the first page online presence isn't there um they have to you know even even companies that are like 10 years old don't get like first page google that's like i mean unless they're paying (laughs) some money for that yeah you have to work for it Yeah, that's that's a whole nother like podcast episode <laughs> for sure. Absolutely. And since we were on the topic of business credit, I do want to make sure everybody understands this. And this may be something that someone else said, but you know, different people say it differently and it hits people differently. Make sure you get a business address. Oh no, that I haven't gone over that in anything yet. So that's that's a really, really good point. Oh, Susie, I got a, a, I got a story on that one. So I had a client, we were setting his, his whole business profile up. Um, and one of our services is we're going to make sure that you're listed everywhere online. So when you go out to find a bank to fund you, they can find you. And so when I went to my client, he already had a business established. So I was like, okay, well, what address are you using? And he said, I'm using my home address. And I said, let's not do that. And he was like, no, Sheree, I'm going to use my my home address. It's an extra expense to get a a business address. It's not that much, guys. And so I said, okay. So I Googled his company. And when I Googled his company, guess what popped up on Google? His home address. A picture of his house. Oh, yikes. So I want people to understand that when you are in business, people get upset at you. Now, if someone is upset at you about something that may or may not be your fault, because, you know, Karens and Kens of the world are taking over. (laughs) Would you want your house picture to be on Google? Yeah, or even having your address. So that my even more importantly than business credit, have a business address so that nobody can find you. <laughs> it is another layer of security for yourself and your family, especially if you plan on having a multi-million dollar um, business. 
hundred million dollar business, you're gonna piss people off in, in on the road to get there's there. no way there's no way to avoid that. I think for those listeners out there that are thinking that get upset that get emotionally attached to like comments and things, we have to have thick skin because everybody's different. And no matter what we say or do, somebody may be offended. There's there's really no way and and there are, yes, and this this is something that is more of a personality thing, but there are more aggressive people out there that can be rude on purpose. And we know that's intentional. But then there's things where you do absolutely nothing that you've tried to be rude or intentionally rude. And people just don't like you, or they just don't like what you're doing, or a mistake is made. They don't accept an apology. They don't accept what it is you're trying to do as a good business owner. Um, And we can't avoid that. There's just, there's bad people in the world. And I have an instance happen. Um, uh, Another story, this is from personal experience, guys. So I took on a client and she was looking to grow her business and she was in the starting phases of her business. Now we met three times and one of her assignments was, I'm, I'm a big, big, big person on manifestation and writing out your goals because it brings clarity to you. I told her to write out her life. I said, be as descriptive as possible. Like, take your time to write this out. We had this meeting in July, guys. I said, be descriptive. I even gave her mine, which was 10 pages, to advise on how descriptive I wanted it. Like, what are your friends doing? What are your what is your family doing? What's your business doing? Like in my vision. I have what kind of employees I have. I have what kind of boss I am. I have what kind of money I'm making, where I spend my free time, how I'm running my business. Like all of that is in my life plan. And because I wrote that out, I'm building that business the way I wrote it out. I'm just making the decisions to gear it towards that way. And so I told her to do this in July. She sent me four paragraphs at the beginning of September after I had followed up with her several times. And so I read the four paragraphs and I was just like, and I, I put comments, you you paid me to coach you. So I am coaching you. I put in comments like, why would you put this? If you had this amount of money, you wouldn't need, you wouldn't be worried about this or how much. So she would put, I'm making a lot of money. How much is a lot of money? Cause for some people, $5,000 is a lot of money. I spend $5,000 before I wake up good. So, <laughs> yep. Because I'm a business owner. So I have a staff. I have businesses expensive, guys. Like that, it takes money to make money. They ain't lying. So everybody has a different view of what a lot of money is. So write it out. Be specific. She read that and she sent me a message and she was like, I don't want to do the coaching anymore. This isn't the right time. And so we had already been at this point, it was 90 days in. And I was like, well, unfortunately I can't refund you because we've already spent so much time together. I said, I can pause it. I can, you know, send, I can send, you know, some other information to you. We can switch up your program. to what you really want to do, like, how can we resolve this? And she was like, no, I just think you're being mean to me and da, 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 da. Business ain't nice. It's and perception, yeah. Yeah, it's it's perception. It's 
I, I've Absolutely. had, a, I had a coaching client like that, that was similar, but she didn't communicate. Like I worked with her. She even re-upped with me. I worked with her for almost six months and the last part of it, she just ghosted me and, and, and never came so back. And it's, it's where people are at. Like, like we as business owners can't take on that responsibility. If we're fulfilling what it is that we agreed to fulfill then. And I like that we're having this conversation because as a new business owner and as people thinking about it, we have to protect ourselves. So again, Absolutely. to go back to don't put your house address as your business address, make sure you have a separate LLC from your personal, make sure you have a separate bank account, make sure that you're taking care of protecting your personal property and yourself because we are who we are in our business. We have to be able to step out of that Absolutely. and go home and be with our family and be safe <laughs> and not be you know, in the, yeah. And I think a lot of people that are in the online space, when they have a business, they combine those two things so much that they're like, but I'm not going to a brick and mortar. I'm not going to a building to go to work every day. I'll just keep it all here. But we can't think like that. It, it Even if, I mean, I work out of my home, but I have a separate address. I have a separate bank account. You know, everything is separate. So when I come to work, I go to a different room <laughs> in my house, but my business is, it's completely, as far as the world's concerned, it's somewhere else. It's not in the separate room in my house. Right. My, my business address is my only address. Like nobody actually knows my physical address. Yeah. 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 That's such I, a great. I don't even send Amazon packages to my yeah. And for those of you that don't know, I'm going to give you this tip. There are mail services, mailbox services absolutely, that you can research and go out and look it up in remote address and they will accept packages though. And I know that for business owners, when you're setting up an LLC, you're going to be required to have a signer, somebody that can accept documents and things like that for your business. So just research that and make sure that where you get your mail somebody can sign for that and can accept your stuff. It's not hard to do. It's not expensive. And it's, an, it's a business expense. I know that's a whole nother topic and we are talking finances, but everything you do in your business is potentially, I say this because you have to talk to a tax accountant, but potentially can be a complete write-off if it's specifically for your business and it's being used it's, in your business. Right. So don't stress too much Absolutely. when you're looking at, at what, oh, it costs money to have a separate, you know what? That's okay. The business is paying for it out of the business bank account, separately from your stuff. <laughs> but you know, that, that just made me think of something else, Susie. A lot of people, they think, so if you are starting a business, your mindset has to change yes. about money because you're going to hear what we're saying and you're going to be like, oh, well, why would I need to spend 20 or $40 a month? Like that's an extra bill that I don't need. We are telling you this because we have landed on our face. And I keep saying landed on our face, but I really want you to see the graphic of your face in the dirt. We have done this. We have seen this. We have lived through this. And we are telling you that that $40 a month is going to save you headache at the end. 
and you don't have to, and you should not look at it as what you are spending. And entrepreneurship is not what you spend because as she said, everything as far as your business is concerned is a potential write-off. And we're not giving monetary advice here, but we're just telling you how we live, okay? Yeah, yeah. And to, to follow up with that, because you did talk about visualization and manifestation and really, and I work with my clients that way too. I say, I want you to tell me, what does your business look like when it's successful? Like, tell me what it looks like. What are you doing every day? What kind of clients are you having? What do you, you know, all those things that you touched on. The other piece of that money mindset is when you spend money in your business, so you're doing it through your business account, you're actually creating money coming in. I know that sounds weird, but you are telling the universe I'm spending because I'm receiving. So I'm actually opening it up for people to spend with my business. Like I'm creating this environment that my brain is going to find every way possible to get income because I have set my mindset on that. I have a business and it's money in money out. That's what business is. You open a business to make money, money in money out. that's so if why you're every spending business has it on accounts a, yeah. receivable. Yep, yep. So if you're gonna, so and and I've done this personally in my own business. When I sit down and I'm like, I have an expense in my mind. I actually think this: spending this money is going to make me more money because I'm utilizing what I'm spending it on to have a business. <laughs> I know that sounds weird, but it's like if I'm paying $40 a month for a mailbox, it's because I have a business and I just set my mindset that I'm going to be successful because I have a business and I'm believing that it's true and real. I'm going to pay 40 bucks to get my, my address. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. It is, it's, it's a complete and utter mash. That's why there are people who are own businesses and why people who work for them, they're two different mindsets. And the sooner that you go to the entrepreneurial mindset where money is coming, it's flowing, it comes to me easily and freely, like money stalks me. I don't know about you. Too, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's starting to, it's starting to. And it's funny because when I look at my finances, that's what goes on in my head. I'm like, how do I have money in my income account? Where did that come from? It's because I'm using it. Like it's money needs to be used money that that's a whole nother like money conversation. And I, I've talked to many people that work in the money mindset realm and it is so true. It wants to be used. It's a tool. So as we use it, it comes back, use it, come back, use it, come back. You know, it's like, but you have to be in that, that definite mindset that you're a business owner. I'm a business owner and it's happening. And I was having a conversation online and um, there's a business coach. Um, Her name is Stormy. I always forget her last name, but it's Coach Stormy. So she was online and she had a video about why she has uh, chefs do meal prep for her and why she has a maid and why she has a driver and she was like I have to use my time for money making activities and that's all the time I have time for is for money making activities so anything that's not making me money I I give to somebody else 
that is a entrepreneur mindset. I do the exact same thing. I don't clean my own house. I don't have time. I'm running a business. I do not cook my own food. I have a business. I have an assistant. My assistant can cook for me. My assistant can can run. And I know there's a lot of listeners here saying that I'm coming from a privileged place, but it ain't privileged, boo. It's hard work. I have worked to I am. So I do want to reiterate that. But when you have a mindset of lack, you think, oh, that's wasteful. You could have that money. So I, for your listeners, I'm going to break down why delegation is the way to more money. If if we got time, we got time. We yeah, we got we got time. We got about five more minutes, and then we're good. Okay. I'm going to break this down really quickly. Yeah, so yeah. Susie, you make $200 an hour for this example, right? Yep. So let's say that it takes four hours for you to clean your house. How much money is that worth to you? It's $100. Am I How doing much? my math right? Is it $100? i am doing my math right. Four hours. You, you, you oh, make $200, $200, no, $200 an, hour. an hour. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Don't ask me for math. Oh, yeah. I'm a numbers person in Excel. <laughs> Okay, $200 an hour, that's $800. That's $800. That's $800, right? Okay, so you are costing yourself $800 by cleaning your own house. But if you hire someone to clean your house at $350, you get those four hours back, right? To make that $800. So you make the $800, you pay that person $350, and you have netted $450 from not cleaning your house. Yeah. I like how you think. That is a great, great example. Oh my gosh. Okay. Who else out there is like mind blown right now? So I'm going to go, I got to go find all these things that I'm not going to do now. <laughs> it's interesting that you say that though, because I just hired somebody to redesign my workbook. I have a, a business plan workbook that I published and I did it myself and I hated it. And I was like, this needs to be updated. And I looked at the time it would take me to update it. And I went, no. And I went and I found somebody and I paid him because I was like, I don't have time to re like when I started my business, that was part of establishing it and getting it going was I'm going to write this workbook. Once I did it and I started to be established, I was like, I don't have time. If I spend time on that, I can't spend time on money making activities. I can't spend time on working with clients and doing the things that I need to do recording this podcast <laughs> you know like exactly. everybody has the same amount of time you have to figure out where it's best served and money is a way to buy time and that's wealth-minded a wealth-minded so people who have a poverty-stricken mind think of the money that's going out and people who have a wealth mindset are thinking are thinking of the time that they're buying back because when your poverty mindset you're thinking of just the money because you don't have it. So that's the, that's the, oh, I got to get money. I got to keep, keep money. Wealth-minded, we don't care about the money. The money is not the important part. We understand that money is a tool. The important part is my time. I can get $100 back. I can get $200 back. I can't get the hour back. I can't get those four hours back. I, and it's gone. So I would rather spend the $300 to have my time. Yeah, yeah. Because even if I'm not working, that's time with my family. And and 
I actually did that a couple of weeks ago when I was having this conversation. As we were having this conversation online, because everybody was just like, oh my God, that's a waste of money. And I, and I put the same example in the chat. I was having my house clean while I was working. And they yeah. were like, oh, well, you could do that after work. No, after work, I spent time with my mom, my man, and my bestie. Like, I would rather do that. Than the quality time. The yeah, and the quality time. So it's even... I'm even thinking, and I know we're getting close on time, but um, this is such a good conversation. When you bucket your time. So like, what is, okay, this is work time that I absolutely have to do for money-making activities. This is time that I value with my family, with my friends, with my, you know, animals, pets, whatever it is that you do. And then this is time that's just, I just got to do it. Like cooking, cleaning, shopping, you know, whatever those things are that, is just, it has to get done because we live life and life happens. But it's time that, and not only that, I like to think of it as I'm a person that likes to help people and I like to give back. If I hire somebody to do these things, I'm giving them the income they need to do their life, to do, and, and this is what they've chosen to do. How, who am I to take that away from them and be like, nope, I'm going to clean it. Absolutely. I'm going to ignore my husband. Oh my gosh. And you know what? People don't understand. And that was part of the conversation too. Number one, I'm not only helping myself, I'm helping somebody else's economy. And a lot of us start businesses there. And I call y'all the tree hugger gang. There are people who have the personality that it's not about them. It's about the good that they can make in the world. So for my tree hugger gang, if you hire people, you are helping their household. You are helping their kids. You are helping them reach their goals and you are giving back to the community. And that's the reason all of us have jobs. The reason we have jobs is because somebody said, this is a job I don't have time or I don't have the skills to do. Let me hire someone who does. That is the yeah. whole job market. Yeah. And you know what? It this This makes me feel so good that we're talking about this. I picture the person cleaning your house when they started their cleaning business and they got a client and you were one of their clients. Think about the happy dance that they were doing when they're like, oh, she hired me. Oh my God, I got another client. You as a business owner need to resonate with that. Like listening, people that are listening right now that are starting a business, how good are you going to feel when your client comes to you and says, I want to hire you? You're doing that same thing when you purchase. You're giving another business owner that high five, you're doing it, you're making it, you're doing your business. Like that's small business. That's like, and and I'm a big, big component of referring and connecting and like helping the small business community because we are all we have. Anybody Absolutely. can go to Walmart, Target, Costco, whatever. But you, the fruit stand down the street, the person that's raising and growing their own food and standing outside every Saturday. Those are the people. And yes, I shop at big box stores. I'm not going to say I don't. And I'm I'm not like anti, but it's a choice. So it's thinking about those things. And when you drive by a fruit stand going, if I buy apples from that person, you know how happy they're going to (laughs) be? You know how much I would be happy if I was standing out there waiting for somebody to buy my fruit? Let's do that. 
that's that's my philosophy. Absolutely. <laughs> and there's so many small businesses in your community. Like if I want wings, I could go to Buffalo Wild Wings, but they got money. I go to the, the mom and pop wing spot that actually has better wings than Buffalo Wild Wings. Okay. And yeah. I'm supporting a business that really needs the funds. Yep. They really need it. So I, I we've had so much going on in this conversation. I, I know, I know. I know. we got to end it, but I hope y'all got some good stuff out of this. I have to end with anything is going to be business is a choice. It's a privilege and it's a curse. <laughs> yes. Every day. <laughs> yeah. Every day is going to pick one. Maybe that's what I'll title this podcast. Business is a privilege and a curse. <laughs> I bet you a lot of people would click on that title. They'd be like, what? <laughs> oh. right. It it is it, it's 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 a decision. It's a it's it's a privilege and it's a choice. And so if you guys have if you are passionate about something and you can turn that into a business, by all means do it. But please also go into it with the mindset that your business is like your kid. You're gonna be happy when you get it started, but at some point it's gonna be calling your name all the time and get on your nerves. You're gonna need some wine sometime. You're going to be in the corner crying sometimes. And sometimes you're going to have the proudest moments. And as frustrating and as sometimes degrading as it can be, because there are uh, successful business owners eat a lot of crow, y'all. Like it's a lot of crow. You will find so much just joy in it at the end of the day. Um, My employees providing them with a safe working environment that allows them to grow and prosper as individuals, as well as be a team is one of the most positive things about my day. I love the way that I'm growing my team as far as my business is concerned. So find the little pockets of joy while you're going through the storm. And that's where I'm gonna end it. That's where I'm gonna end it, Susie. Yeah. That's where I'm gonna end it. Yeah. And I'm I'm gonna rec <laughs> and on that note, I'm gonna recommend anybody listening who hasn't listened yet. I did a, a podcast episode on the roller coaster of emotions of business ownership. Listen to that because it's got some really good tips in there talking exactly to what you just shared, Cherie. How can people get in touch with you? What what is something that um if they're like, I need to talk to her. <laughs> I will have everything in the show notes. Me. So tell us. Yes, Google me, Sheree Michelle. S H E R I is Sheree, and then Michelle is M I C H E one L E. And if you Google me, you'll find my Facebook, my Instagram, my website. I respond. If I'm not available, my team will respond and they'll get back to me and let me know that you want to talk to me. So I am still very open to my audience. I haven't gotten to the point where I'm so big that it's a robot. It's me. (laughs) Um, So, (laughs) and I enjoy meeting everybody. If you're ready to start your business or need an LLC or need some guidance on where to go, please, by all means, reach out to me. I am happy to help. Thank you so much. Thank you for all of the, the awesome conversation the, the laughs and all of the tips, I think that our listeners are going to go walk away with a ton. So I really appreciate having you on today. And, um, and we're going to end it there as always for my listeners, keep it simple.